actually record, so I just hit record. Okay, great. Okay, so it's recording on both of ours, so we won't lose it. Okay, so we're on. So I'm I'm all um, I'm all yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, yeah, I would I would love to talk to you a little bit more about what it is that you did to end your anxiety. I work with clients who have anxiety. I've brought myself out of anxiety. Um, I think it's a big issue right now, especially with the way that the world is and being on lockdown for so long. And just, it almost feels like all of the demons kind of came out and now we have to deal with them. And a lot of people are worried about the future. A lot of people are worried about their health. And I know that goes into creating a lot of anxiety that we have to deal with. Um, so I just wanted to kind of get your, get your take on what are some things that we can do right now. And I would love to also hear about what you did to end your anxiety and this weird sweaty palm thing that you overcame and healed yourself of. I think this is a great way to start to get people to understand that we have the power to heal ourselves. Thanks, Kate. Yeah, thanks for um, for doing this and having me with your people, and and I'm so happy to share it because um, I guess I'll give you a little backstory first of where I was because it was a crazy, crazy thing. I mean, I remember the first time I was um, we had moved from Texas to Wisconsin, and it was summer, and I was sitting on a, a, a picnic table in the summer. I was like eighth grade or ninth grade, and I noticed my feet were sweating a lot on the picnic table, and I'm like, that's weird. Um, and that was the first time I noticed it. But, um, but then I just started noticing that my, for, sometimes for no apparent reason, I didn't feel nervous, but my hands would get really, really sweaty in my feet. And, um, but then I also had lots of anxiety and severe anxiety. I mean, it was the weirdest thing. I could like, somebody would um, be in my space for a moment, you know, like just some big guy, usually it was a big guy or um, a powerful, guy or you know a rich guy later on in life when I was doing certain businesses and stuff and um and in an instant my whole shirt would just sweat like it's like oh my whole shirt is wet and so everybody knew that Ralph had a problem <laughs> and and um I didn't have a girlfriend till I was like 23 just just from pure anxiety and um and so my greatest wish was like you know I don't even care if the anxiety goes away just make this sweaty hand thing go away so I was doing, because it was like crazy. I, I, for some reason, I picked a job, physical therapy, where I would have to touch people. And I picked a version of physical therapy, integrated manual therapy, where I would put my hands on people and have to leave them there for periods of time. And, and if I put them on, my, on somebody's face, I was like, you know, I had all sorts of workarounds and, um, you know, and sit by a window and I had certain music on and it was crazy. And so... Um, so even so, in fact, that's how I started my physical therapy practice. I, I, uh, one of my mentors um, from Encinitas, California, I lived in San Diego, and he said, um, hey, Ralph, come work for me. And, um, and I was like, great, cool. And he said, yeah, just come to the office, and you can work on my neck, and I can check out your hands, and check out your hands. I'm like, oh, good Lord. So I, I, um, I thought, you know what? I'm going to just start my own physical therapy practice. So I emailed him back and said, hey, Neil, you know, thanks, but I've decided to start my own physical therapy practice, so I won't be coming by. I did it. I started my own practice out of pure fear. And so, so there I was, and at least I was the boss, so I could control the, um, the temperature in the room, and I could, like, control the music, and, um, you know, I at least was the boss. But I had these people that would show up, especially guys, and, um, 
and I would just, I'd get, I was, I was so uncomfortable. And I was running 70, 80, 90, 100 miles a week um, through college, sometimes even up to 130 miles a week, because I loved running and track and, and all that. But um, I remember telling my friend Carlos after college, I was running in San Diego, and I would get up and run seven miles in the morning. Actually, it turned out to be six when somebody finally garmented it. But, um, and then about 13, 14, 15 miles in the evening with hard workouts. And, um, and it was only at the end of a workout like that, in a workout like that, that I finally felt like myself, like I was like relaxed. So that was crazy. So there I was in my own physical therapy practice in San Diego. And, um, and all of a sudden I got an injury and I couldn't run. So I got this calf spasm and it's how I thought of myself as a runner, but also it was a way to like burn off a lot of anxiety. And, and, um, and I went to everybody. I had therapists working on me that worked for me. I, I went to classes, everybody worked on me um, and nothing was helping five minutes and I couldn't run like spasm. And so after about eight months, I found a version of therapy, um, integrated manual therapy. And this woman went um, in LA, um, Julie Cicino, and she put her hand on my foot and said, oh, you have a problem with your heart, with your arteries. And so she worked on me for two hours with some energetic and light touch techniques that I now know. And I, my anxiety was like, whoa, I feel good. And usually when I would get treatment from people, like I went to my mentor, Neil, a few times, Neil Sturman, he said he does a lot of shout outs, but he, um, he, would, he got to the point where he would like put a sheet down. I would, um, I'd be in the waiting room so freaked out and full of anxiety thinking, wait a minute, I'm paying him. Why am I so anxious? So I'd walk in, um, he would lay me on the table and the entire sheet would just sweat. <laughs> like, I mean, like completely. And so then he, we would, you know, he'd like, um, by that time he knew that that was my thing and now uh, to get rid of. And so he'd take off and put a new sheet. And by the time that happened, then I was like calm. And then he would work on me. But, um, but when Julie worked on my, my heart and my lungs, I felt really calm. And I just felt like, I think I can run. So a couple of days later, I was in Sacramento taking a class. And I went for a run, a 30-minute run along the Sacramento River, or whatever it's called, American River. And, and I could run, 30 minutes, no pain. And it never came back. So I started down this road of um, fixing up what um, the primary cause. So for my body, I couldn't run because the arteries and heart were um, spasming to protect um, my muscles and my legs were spasming to protect my arteries so I wouldn't die, you know, like heart attack, stroke out, um, some kind of artery problem. And I just wanted to run and I was kept trying to work on my calf and ankle and orthotics. And it's like, no, my body was using that um, as a way to protect me, to protect my heart. So once we fixed up my heart and my arteries with techniques, then, um, then I didn't have to spasm anymore. But what was cool was my anxiety started coming down. So I started down this road of taking lots and lots of classes from these guys. And then um, that's what I use for many, I still use that. But um, along the way, um, the next thing that happened was my teeth quit having cavities. So I had cavities since I was like 12 and had all sorts of dental problems. I was always, I always had a dental bill. And as I got into this work and doing some of the things I wanna tell you, guys, tell you about, um, I realized I wasn't, my dental bill had gone away and I'd been like a couple of years without a, any kind of cavities. And so um, when I told my dentist about it, he was just like kind of condescending, you'll live a long life, Ralph. And I'm like, dude, don't you wanna know what I did? So he didn't. So, <laughs> so anyway, but um, so I started to do all these things and um, then my anxiety went away and my sweaty hand thing went away. And at first I was really like, I'm not gonna tell a soul because I don't want it to come back. And it was so shameful. It really felt like a lot of shame. 
And if you knew my past, you'd go, oh, well, of course, Ralph, look at how you were raised. But, um, but I, I, um, after a few years, I was like, I got to just tell people, because this went away. I mean, really just went away. And I don't have sweaty hands. I can be with anybody. I can, um, I'm comfortable. I could have never done something like this back in those days. So, um, so I did a bunch of stuff. But um, the idea, the whole thing was to figure out, you know, my body was doing the best it could do. And it was showing up like anxiety and sweaty hands. The thing was, it was protecting me. And it was protecting me from physical artery, heart things, but also mental, emotional, spiritual stuff. And I know you and I do a little, one of the same things that we use so much every day, both of us. So um, that I learned that after all this stuff, um, which is a whole other story because I actually realized, oh my God, Eckhart Tolle told me to do this. And I completely missed it back then, like 20 years ago. So that's the, that's the, the a long version of a, a even longer story, how it, how it started. <laughs> Wow, what a what a great story. It, you know, it really is amazing when you listen to your body and you actually take action, but then, you know, you find out it's something totally different than what you thought it was. And usually everything is energetically related. And when your energy is misaligned, and this is where my specialty comes in, you know, everything is out of balance. And you know, we don't think about, you know, the connection to our heart or our stomach or even our brain and how if, you know, if one, if one part of the energy isn't right, that that part of your body, like, will just shut down. And when you get in tune and get to the root of what the problem is and you can release it through some of these techniques that we both use and, you know, some of the techniques that are unique to you and some of the techniques that are um, unique to me, that, the problem can go away and literally never come back. Yeah. And so you don't have to spend all this time in therapy, reliving those experiences. And you don't have to spend, you know, your whole paycheck on the prescription drugs to make you feel better. And then you take one and then you have to take another one to counteract the side effects of the first one. And just getting to the root of the problem by doing that energetic work in the first place saves you all of this time, all of this pain, all of this heartache. And it's just so wonderful that, you know, you've been through what you've been through and you're so willing to share that experience with the rest of the world. This is what we need, right? We need, we need to understand how our bodies work, how energy works, how to release it, and how to go on living our lives without that pain. Yeah. And yeah, and it, it, it's kind of like, for me, I think of it like, you know, if you get a cut, and it, it um, heals, that is a miracle. But um, if it doesn't heal, there's a real good reason. And it might be five different reasons for five different people with a cut. One could be it's just dirty and you just got to clean it. One could be you, need, you have an infection, you got to get rid of the infection. Another one could be you have diabetes and your blood sugar is out of control and you got to get that fixed up. But once it heals, there's no reason for your body to unheal it. And so, um, yeah, I used to do so much stuff to try to just calm down and I did some crazy things where I put my hands in these little water pad electrical things and I would literally electrocute my hands for 20 um, minutes um, for like a few days in a row and then it would numb out all my things or whatever and I didn't um, sweat in my hands. And, um, and so that went on for quite a while, but it's, it's like it was just workarounds, you know? And so it's nice to not have to do a workaround. And I know you do stuff we do yeah some of the stuff you do is some of the stuff i do and um it's just nice to like 
solved it instead of um, working around. Right. Yeah. To have everything, you know, you just get to the root of the problem and just get rid of it. Bam. Right. Yeah. Isn't that so much better than having a bandaid over it for 10 years? <laughs> yeah. And then there was other things that I found along the way. Um, and I can tell you about them because it's like, um, for different people, it can be different things, whether you're dealing with anxiety or like you work a lot with people with depression too. Um, it's a, such an interesting thing. So, um, cause I, I, if you want, I can tell you a little bit about that. Yeah. 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 Part of what I found too was, um, there was physical things that I, um, found that when I shifted them, um, it made a big difference. One of the big ones, um, for us was a nutrition thing was going gluten-free, which is so interesting. So, um, I want to just put that out there because if it and reach out to me and Kate, because, um, there's, that's a thing that, um, it can make a giant difference. I've had clients, um, that call me up and say, Ralph, I got some gluten and, um, and they know cause their anxiety came roaring back. So, um, there's a bunch of other stuff in the environment and we don't want to be victims to the environment, but, um, but man, if something is like easy to fix, um, it's nice to like, let your body have a rest from something that's causing a problem. Yeah. And it's so true. You are what you eat, right? And <laughs> what you put in your body, it, it, you're either helping it or you're hindering it. And, you know, there's, there's certain things that, you know, are known to promote inflammation and dis-ease. When you eliminate those from your diet, it's almost like your energy instantly expands. Um, I'm actually going through that after I had my Reiki 2 training, my whole body completely changed and started rejecting foods that it knew was not good for me. And, you know, just I'm starting to crave like greens and certain grains and, and certain things that, you know, I haven't, I haven't been eating and I've been feeling bad and no wonder because my diet was not, you know, in alignment with where I needed to be to get my energy up and clear and feeling good. So there really is such a connection about being conscious, not only about what you, you know, you think, you say, you believe, you do, you feel, but about what you eat, how you eat, when you eat. Uh, so there's all of these different components that go into not only being healthy, but also staying anxiety-free, depression-free. Um, and diet, is, making that change makes such a world of difference. It really does. I used, I guess if you eat, or what you eat, I used to be M&Ms and Coca-Cola <laughs> and nachos. Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> I hear that. I used to drink Diet Coke and smoke cigarettes and, oh and eat, you know, Doritos. And, wow. you know, I've been, I haven't smoked a cigarette in what, gosh, like almost, you know, 20 years. Wow. And being able to change my diet around, I don't even really drink soda. Uh, just occasionally like a nice ginger ale. But once I got rid of that, you know, I was drinking like two, three Diet Cokes a day. Wow. Once I got rid of that, I was like, whoa, I feel so good. You know, my body was, was just functioning better. And I was like, just eliminating that one thing. It, it made the world of difference. Yeah. And it's so funny. It's like, it's, it, it becomes second nature to us. But, um, but we didn't get there in one big jump. It was like step by step. But when you look at like when I look at some of my clients, I'm like, oh my God, they just don't know. There's so many things that they're doing that they think they're living a normal American life. It's like, oh, it's like, 
change this thing. But the funny thing is, then sometimes you get a like, no, I can't change that. It's like, oh, let's figure out what that's about. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, our body craves things for a reason. Yeah. You know, and, and usually it's a it's an emotional or energetic reason, you know, and then we do get, our bodies do get addicted to certain foods and all certain chemicals. You know, that's one thing about anxiety and depression your body produces these chemicals, these, you know, these hormones and these genes, and you just get addicted to feeling that way. And so you need to feel that way and you start identifying with, oh, I'm an anxious person or, oh, I have depression. And then you just embody that. And so you're, then in turn, your body produces more of it to keep you in that state. And it's very, very difficult for some people to get out of that addiction. So I'm wondering if you have any insight um, or anything that you did or if you experienced that feeling of being addicted to your anxiety. Yeah, I, 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 um, it would have been weird to tell me um, I was addicted to it back then, although probably part of me would have known it was true. But, um, but yeah, there was a process and, um, for me. And it came big time around to um, a real simple thing that you and I both use that that one process. Um, but um, but along the way with the integrative manual therapy, there was a way to clear the mental, emotional, spiritual stuff. So there was um, training to see oh what what what's primary? Like is this a physical heart problem or artery problem or is it a mental problem or is it an emotional problem or is it a spiritual problem? But not in a like just kind of making it up in your head kind of way, but there's ways to tell in by checking in with the body and seeing um, where it is, like what part of the body it's in and what is it. And I, and it was funny. It's like, I didn't do the sessions all those years and um, get all that training with the idea that I'm going to cure anxiety. It was, um, I had such a good effect with the running thing. And then the teeth that it was like, okay, I'm on it, man. I'm going to just keep getting healthier and healthier. And then the anxiety just went away. So it was not like I tried to get rid of anxiety. It was that um, it was like, yippee, this can go away. And, and, um, and so some of the stuff I, I learned um, a few things and I can give you links because um, one of my teachers gave one of the parts of one of the book reflection therapy to me and it um, to us that I can share, but there was a way to, um, to look at images and then think certain thoughts like um, I'm not responsible for my reaction to a certain person or a certain kind of event. And, and then you look at an image and then you um, go inside and you just kind of hang out and you, you do this. And um, I remember I did it with one of my friends that used to always talk about himself. And so it just bugged the crap out of me, but I didn't have anything else to do. I didn't have a girlfriend. We'd go to Indian food every Friday night and um, we ran a lot together. And, but it just bugs the crap out of me. So, um, so I did it like I'm not responsible for reaction to, and I named his name and I looked at this little image and then I um, did that for a couple of weeks. And I was like, wow, it's not, I, I had to actually look at him like, are you still doing it? And he was still talking about himself, but it wasn't charging me anymore. So, um, so there's this reflection therapy that I can give you a link. And then there's um, something else in that model um, that I did a lot of. And I still do some of the, it's called neurofascial process, which is basically a way to put your hand on one part of your body and your hand on another part of your body. And, um, and it, it's like an acupressure thing, but you don't have to press hard or anything. But the place for rage um, is right here, right at the bridge of the nose. And so what people can do is put one hand on the um, bridge of their nose. And if you want, you can cover your eyes and forehead too. That gets like three different process centers, but you actually five or six different process centers. But you can put, um, this is the rage one. And then the other hand can, um, can go on the heart 
if you want, which is about healing and letting go of, um, you know, the hate, self-hatred and um, connecting to love. You can put it on the low back where the ureters are. The ureters are about drainage, so it's about draining it, letting it go. You can put it on the um, forearm, which is about beliefs, like letting go of belief systems. The upper arm, which is about control issues. So I would um, um, do a lot of this, like watch TV and hang out like this and watch TV and hang out like this and um, go to sleep at night and I would touch upper arm, forearm and lay on my side. And, and um, so I did a lot of drainage of stuff. And you know, when we were getting on this call, um, there was lots of like, oh man, let's get all these things in place. And one of the things when I was taking that integrated manual therapy training, I took 110 classes over 10 years and <clears throat> I would go to her different clinics around the, the country and, um, and I would work for her for three or four days in a row just for the training, you know, and, um, and just, it was just awesome. But, um, but it was really stressful because you had people from all over the world coming and paying a lot of money. And then you were the therapist and um, Sharon Giamatteo was the main person. She, the late Sharon Giamatteo, but um, there'd be like 20 therapists in a room, like in San Francisco, and we'd all have our clients and they were coming for seven hours a day to solve really complex medical conditions. I mean, I saw miracles that were beyond belief. Um, and so we were doing techniques, but she was clairvoyant and she was right there and she could see if you're doing it right or wrong. And we would um, meet before this, the, the, um, when all these clients were coming in and she would say, okay, here's what we're up to. And then at lunch, there was an in-service. So we would have food brought to us and we'd be listening while we're eating and training up. And then it'd be like one minute past the hour and just like, okay, let's go. And so boom, now we're back with all the clients. And it was so stressful and it was all new stuff. And, and so I was never comfortable. So as a result, I had to do a lot of this to like let go of um, all this rage and um, survival stuff to connect to ecstasy. And so this is a really cool technique. There's a little book called Body Wisdom by Sharon Giamatteo that goes through a bunch of places that you can touch for different healing things. And then another book, Reflection Therapy by Sharon Giamatteo that has, um, that has, has um, um, the, the visuals that you can do. Since then, I've gone through many different things, all sorts of mind body, like how to go change the past in your imagination. But um, really um, what I love now is our peace process, our letting go process, the surrender process, you know, that our coaches have taught us. It's so much um, more direct without all this rigmarole, yet I still use all these techniques um, from time to time. Like there's, a, there's actual positions that you can use to release the physical tension in the heart and in the lungs and um, the liver. And it takes the strain off of the nervous system, which is that sympathetic nervous system. So um, it's what that one therapist used the very first day. And so my whole nervous system was like, oh, thank you. Because it was all turned up. And so, um, so there's a lot of things, but yeah, the reflection therapy and the, um, it's called, well, body wisdom would be the book. Um, there's ways to touch it and I can give you links to, um, to, um, some stuff. Cause I have some, um, free stuff with that, but, um, but you can go get the, the information where I started to first learn it. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, I've, I've never actually even heard of reflection therapy before. Um, it's, you know, well, maybe, maybe it's something different that I've, that I've done, um, where it's something similar, but I really, I love this idea, um, because there's so much, yeah, there's so much connection that I think we as humans are missing because it hasn't been taught. 
And we've been programmed to be disconnected from ourselves. Mm-hmm. And really the, the true way to heal is to get control of your, your mind, your feelings, your body, your actions. And then also being in touch with that ability and that wisdom, that inner wisdom that you just have, that your body has, that it can just heal itself because it's its own intelligence that is pretty the much. And then being able to tap into that in a different way. Yeah, it's an in, inner wisdom. And so that wisdom is already running in our bodies is what I have experienced and seen now. And it's um, kind of what I thought was true. Um, and then um, with some of my teachers, I found that um, there's a way to, it, it's like, um, it's like Wi-Fi in our bodies. All of the information is there. And if somebody knows how to um, look, they can go, oh, well, it's this here. It's not physical. In your case, it's this thing. It's a, so it's like the information, it's like we, we, can, um, we can see it. And in some people, you can see it really readily, like, oh, my God, that person's so anxious. But uh, it's like, hey, he definitely didn't have a good mom, <laughs> you know, whatever. But, um, but, um, but there's a way to um, read it, kind of like a good um, wine connoisseur can go, ah, you know, somebody else would go, oh, yeah, I think this is a red wine. And um, somebody that's trained would go, oh, this is um, this part of France and it was this year. You know, it's like just more, this information is there, but but some people have more access and it's it's from training and some people are just like, it's just naturally clairvoyant, but but there's a way to tap into your own wisdom, you know. Yeah, I, you know, I love the idea of the being able to self-heal and having, you know, people like us who have done it and who have learned a lot of these techniques and being able to pass them on to other people, I think it's one of the greatest gifts that, that we can give. And even just by, you know, educating people about the electromagnetic fields that they have in their own hands and the, you know, the importance of being able to tap into that and the ability to, to use that, even just the hands on the heart. I mean, there's a reason why we put our hand to our head like this when we have a headache or when we're stressed out. Um, And that electromagnetic field that comes from your hand actually is sending information into your head to calm down. And that's why usually, you know, you feel better, you know, you, you rub, if you get hurt, you know, you rub it a little bit. Again, it's it's all about this activating that inner wisdom, you know, and without even knowing it. So when you have people who can guide you and and coach like, like we can, um, we really have that ability to help people help themselves in a way that they didn't even know was possible. Um, so I think that's one of the greatest gifts that we as, as coaches and healers can give. Um, do you have any, any other tips for, you know, saying if you're in a situation that makes you super, super anxious, like right in the moment, other than taking a couple of deep breaths, um, what would be something that you would recommend or something that you have done to sort of bring that anxiety down a little bit? Yeah, so um, one is um, the thing that we both use where you, um, even if you know you're going to be in a situation like that, to, um, to once you're kind of like activated to go inside your body and just sit with it, you know, sit with the feeling. We both use that. And yeah. it's so simple, but I think that's why most people don't do it because um, you, you want to do something important. And so um, to sit with it, but not just sit with it for a little bit, 
um, but to sit with it till it's done being sat with. So that's that <laughs> one. Um, when you're in the middle of it, um, yeah, you can try to feel the feeling at the moment, like, ah, like, um, oh, I, I got a crazy one. I got a crazy one. Um, yeah, so, so that process, it's been called many things, but sitting inside and, and being still and noticing what you're noticing in your body is so key. Um, um, but it can be really hard. But what, one thing I can say is um, you could turn any obstacle like that into um, your healing. So you start to get, do this a little bit where you feel what's happening in your body in the moment that it's happening. Um, and you'll get a win. It'll be like, wow, that went better than I thought. And you'll start to realize it. And of course, with you and me guiding somebody, it, it's so important, I feel, because it is just super easy to miss to miss it and just to like pass it over. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that a little bit, but nope, I'm going to freak out. Um, it's like, it's important to get some wins, some real wins on it. But yeah, I was, um, I, whatever people think, this will be a good one. I'll, you want me to take you through a little, little process just real quick? Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. So um, back when, um, um, and if anybody wants any more information on this, um, I'll, I'll, this is kind of crazy, but I'm going to go here. Um, just reach out to me because I've been reading a lot, a lot of research over the last few years about um, these issues and especially since March of these issues. So um, I had some socks to return um, to REI. My wife had bought me some really cool socks, but she bought me the wrong size. And so I thought I could just, um, it was when the lockdown was um, still been going on, but it was on. And so, um, so well, I could just like return them and then get them back in a few while. But we live like a mile, less than a mile to REI. So I thought, I'm going to go. But um, in case, this is crazy, I'm going to just say it. So um, I don't have a mask. I don't own a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. And, and, um, and the reason is because I feel like it's, the, for one, it's super unhealthy. When I've read the science, it's so unhealthy for people. And it doesn't help a thing. But that's a whole other story. If anybody wants that information, they can contact me. But, um, but I also didn't want to go to the next step of, um, then you have to go into a store. You need a vaccine card that says you have every vaccine they want you to take. So I, I decided to draw the line there because I don't want my babies injected with vaccines. And, and, there's, and you know, that could push a lot of buttons. So that's great because you're either um, pro-vaccine, pro-mass mandates and all that or not, or you're somewhere in the middle, but it's such a charged issue. So you can, we got everybody charged up now. Like, ah, Ralph, don't do that. You're making people safer. Thank God there's somebody sitting for medical freedom. So wherever you are, I've got something for you. <laughs> so, um, so there I was with some socks and I, I went to REI and there's a lineup and they're giving you the speech about like, yeah, why we have to wear a mask and, and here's your mask. And I, it was still at the time when you could um, do this. I said, thank you very much. I'm gonna I'm just walk in. So I walked in and I was the only person in REI without a mask. And everybody's there with masks looking like they're freaked out. And, um, or at least I thought they looked like they were freaked out. And I'm standing in line, there's a long line to do the return. And, um, and I was shaking like a leaf. I was like, um, I guess my anxiety was back. <laughs> I was shaking. I was using my, um, some of the techniques that I use, like um, shaky, 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 shaky. There's a technique to like say it and then it's less shaky. I was still shaky. And people are around me looking like I'm gonna kill them. And, and so there I am standing there and I thought, awesome, don't waste this opportunity because it is charged up. So somebody else might walk in like that and have no charge. You know, if, if a year before I had walked into a store and didn't know about all this stuff, um, I'd be like, wow, that's weird. Everybody's wearing a mask. It's strange. But it wouldn't have charged me up. But because I knew all these fears and things were going on, 
I was really charged. So I thought, don't waste this, Ralph. So there I was for about 15 minutes going through the line, six feet apart, walking up to the guy behind this big plexiglass thing, looking, you know, he says, move over, sir, because I was like towards the edge of the plexiglass. So make sure you're away from this edge that might air might kill me. And um, and I was um I was shaking. And I so what I did, and here's what I recommend when you're in the moment, is to use that charge, that oper that that problem, that disaster, um, don't waste it. Go feel it. Go feel it. Go feel it. And um there was um there's a guy, if you haven't read um Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, it's a great book. But he um he was in Mexico camping, just meditating, 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 doing this process. He didn't call it that, but he called it the surrender process. And um, he was sitting there meditating and he had heard about banditos. This was back in the seventies. And um, all of a sudden he heard horses with their little horse sounds and you could riders on the horses were talking in Spanish and he had his eyes closed doing his um, yoga pose and his, this, this process of going inside and feeling it. And he thought, well, I might die. I guess this is true. And he said, oh, I don't want to waste this opportunity. So there they were, um, breathing horses and these Mexican guys talking, and, um, and he doesn't speak Spanish. And he just went in and felt his body during the freak out. And he felt it and felt it and felt it for time and time and time. And then it was like, um, that was done. And he didn't have the freak out feeling anymore. He actually went to, to completion, I think. And, um, and he came up and looked at them and they were migrant kind of workers and they invited him for food and they became friends. But, um, but so what I recommend is um, kind of like when I was in REI, whenever you're in a situation that, that pushes every single button, don't waste it. Like just go in and um, to the best of your ability, just stay aware of the physical sensations. And you know that technique as well as I do. Um, that is the shortcut. <laughs> Wow, that is, that's really incredible. You know, there's, there's something to be said about being in the moment and how there's really, there really is peace in the present. And, you know, when you're living in the past, you're living in depression. When you're living in the future, you're living in anxiety. And what, what a great way to just dissolve everything is just being present with what you're feeling and just allowing yourself to feel it. I, I know that I did not do that for a very long time. And things, you know, everything gets bottled up and eventually, like, like a soda, you know, you shake it up enough, it's going to explode. Yeah. And so by just dealing with what you're feeling, deal with what you feel in the moment, what you, feel you, you eliminate that entire potential problem. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing that story. That, that brings a lot of light to what you can accomplish in a very short amount of time and also again looking at the situation as something not to waste yeah. you know a lot of times we're so focused on what's the next thing what's the next thing what's the next thing you know we're, we're never fully in the moment and you know we're only given so many moments here on this planet so being able to take the ones that aren't so great and really bring them in and transmute them to something that can be useful um, that's, that's such a great addition to the joy that we can have in our lives. Yeah, we're both really fortunate and blessed, lucky to have found this in a really profound, like, do it, really do it kind of way instead of just like, oh, yeah, that's a nice idea. I'll do it for about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's so much that I've been able to release. Um, this is some of these processes that we've been talking about today. Uh, or how I brought myself out of suicidal depression. 
And so there's really something to be said about being able to sit with those uncomfortable feelings and allow them, no matter what it means on the outside, you know, there's been times I've been squirming in my chair, it's been so uncomfortable, but as, you know, as people say, I I would rather go through the, the temporary discomfort now to have permanent peace in the future. And, you know, the only, again, as I said, the only X factor is time. So some of these things, you know, you can release, you know, like that. Other things might take, you know, a few months, even a few years. But, man, is it worth it, yeah. you know, because those, those problems will never come back, ever. And that's what we have that I think a lot of healers and coaches don't have. I mean, it's so funny. I, um, I was given the Power of Now book back years and years and years ago by one of my therapists, Danielle, and, um, and I read it and I was so pissed off because I realized I was never in the now. And so I just put it away. And, um, and after all this stuff with the training that you and I have done, and, and um, I, um, I thought, I'm going to go back and look at the, the power of now. And in the introduction was that process you just described. And it said, yeah, it's remarkable how effective this thing is. And then he went to talk about all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, it was right there. I just yeah. missed it. Isn't that so funny? The information is always right in front of our face. You know, I, I read that book. I think this is, I think I'm on my fifth read through because there's always something new to get from that book. And that, that was one of the most profound books that really helped to change my life. Oh. And um, after I read A Course in Miracles, I went back and I reread The Power of Now. And I was like, whoa, this makes so much more sense. And it, it's, it's so simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. Like the concept itself just to bring yourself back to the present moment and just anchor in. I mean, it, it makes your life uh, do a complete 180. And again, it's just, it's just that simple of being present. Isn't that wild? Yet it's like, there's all sorts of stuff in the physical world. Like one of the things I'm still um, playing with, working with is um, like David R. Hawkins talks about like, well, when you're far enough along in this process, um, and you're like enlightened, you know, he, he was definitely enlightened reading that book. Um, he says you're not affected by things like EMFs, toxins, pesticides. And I'm like, well, I'm not there yet. But, um, and, and, um, and I'm, I'm actually not that invested in whether or not I get to that point because I've seen so many miracles just taking the right toxin out of somebody's world. But, um, but I am kind of um, interested in that kind of idea because I have people tell me, well, I don't want to do this. Can't you just like do some magic and, and I don't have to go off a of gluten or I, can, I don't have to have my cell phone plugged onto my, I can just keep my cell phone plugged into my ear. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm still working on stuff, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it really is a lifelong journey. And, you know, the more you know, the more you know. And there's, you know, the, the information that you learn about these things, you can't unlearn. And you're forever changed when you have these techniques and when you really understand the the ins and outs, if you will, of some of this energy work and even going as far as to understand quantum physics and microbiology and things like that, how it all just comes together mm-hmm. and you just pick and choose what resonates and works for you. And you become that miracle. You just see oh. all of these things showing up in your life and you you know, you wake up another day and, and you feel like a completely different person sometimes. And you're, you know, all I do is I just continually just give thanks for all of the information that just keeps coming in and being presented to me. 
so that I can work to get my energy a little higher every single day, work to clear out things a little bit more every single day, knowing that it's a process, knowing that it's a journey, knowing that, yes, I still have a long way to go, but where I am today, I can look back and say, wow, I have come so far. And I think that's one of the things that keeps people on track is being able to look back even just to yesterday saying, I have this one new piece of, of knowledge. Let me put it to use today. Looking back the next day, wow, what a difference it made in my life. Yeah. It's so easy to lose track. Like right now, the idea of anxiety and sweaty hands, it, it totally feels like that was somebody else's life. But, um, but we forget sometimes. Yeah, and it's like one thing that I found so cool is um, you and I can help people that haven't gotten to where we are. But when, we get, when they get to where we are, we'll be at the next level and they'll find their next level. And so it's like, it's such a cool world. The, um, the healers and coaches and the entrepreneurs doing good stuff for people. Because one thing that I've noticed is um, everybody's got these fears and anxieties and we all have these certain ways of gifts that we've done to fix ourselves up and to get farther down the road. And, um, but it can be fearful or full of anxiety to bring it to the marketplace because now you're giving it to somebody and saying, Hey, um, you know, that imposter syndrome can show up. So it, it's just, it's always a learning thing for all of us. Yeah. And I think it's so great too, that with the community building that a lot of us are doing, that we have such a wide range of people who we work with and they all have their own special talents and gifts and knowledge that they share. So it's like, no matter who you work with, you're going to learn something. And, you know, the more, I always say, the more people that you can work with, the better off you are. I, you know, I'm a professional tap dancer. I teach all the time. And I always told my students, I'm like, don't have me be your only teacher. Go out and take classes with as many people as you can, because you're going to learn how to do something a different way that might work a little bit better than the way I do it. And so I think that if we continue to um, empower people to take the first step Mm -hmm. and then take the opportunities, you know, go where you're guided and just open yourself up to learning and receiving and being available for all of the different people who can come to you, all the different knowledge that can come to you in whatever way that it's meant. You know, I think that's one of the first things that we can do to help others get out of their anxiety, get out of their depression and, and live a life knowing that they can be free of what holds them back. And then there's the next step and there's always a teacher. Like that's one thing I've learned is like, I'm going to always have healers and coaches helping me out. <laughs> it's like yeah. you know, you know, I've heard people that say, well, I don't want to, I just want to get to this and then I'm done with all that. And I just get to live my life. It's like, that's kind of cool, except it doesn't seem to work that way. <laughs> right. There's always, it's always a learning process. And yeah, you know, it's, again, I'm going to have my coaches and my healers with me for forever, you know, until I'm 125 and decide to leave. <laughs> that's funny. I say 126. So, but I'll be okay with whatever it happens, I guess. <laughs> Right. Well, Ralph, this has been an amazing conversation. I can't thank you enough for for your time today. Uh, I think we have some really, really great things that we can offer. Um, I would love for you to talk a little bit about the link we're going to post and what you have to offer from uh, your side about ending anxiety forever. Great. Yeah. And I love this. I, I, I saw you on some of the coaching 
<clears throat> sessions and I was like, oh man, that'd be cool, you know, ending depression and <clears throat> all sorts of healing. And so I'd love to have you on my Facebook and hopefully we'll have Facebook working that time, but um, YouTube, Facebook and, and do more talking because we can help a lot of people with this, with what you and I do. So, um, so what I did was I, um, I wrote down my stuff, you know, everything. I went back and looked at, okay, how did I get healthy? And basically, um, I, I put it into a format. And so now it's a, a, a book, an ebook, a framework, a guide. And, um, and I put a video and some PDFs and all sorts of links of all, not all the stuff I use, but um, a lot of the stuff. That last process that Kate and I talk about, um, there's links to how to access that kind of way of thinking too. But, um, but I put it all in, in one place. And you can get that framework for free. And if you want more hand-holding, more, more stuff to get yourself healthy, I, it'll kind of guide you to places to look for that. Um, and that's at Ralph, my name, ralphhavens.com forward slash end anxiety. Ralph, so www.ralphhavens.com forward slash end anxiety. And um, I'll, um, I'll make sure if it's in the, well, anyway, yeah, it's, um, we could put it, let me put it in the chat. But, um, yeah, we'll put some we'll put some links under the videos and, yeah. and things like that, so people know where to find us and um, and where they can get your book. Because uh, I think it's really a great first step. You know, the, I always tell people your first step is is find the information. You know, do a little search, find some information, and then go from there. Yeah, and it is it's a lot of stuff in there. But if you just start to chip away and do some of it that's in the book. You can get some big wins, and if you need any more help, then just um, let me and Kate know. Because, um, yeah, I love your work, and I love your your message. We're on two different versions of the same thing: anxiety and, and depression, and and just helping people get happy again. So, um, I, and I actually use your your the thing that you recommended. My um, my um, free session is love your life again. Um, I was like, I was. Um, going through all of them and I was telling my wife and I said that one and she is oh I like that one and so that's the one we use <laughs> that's awesome thank you no. yeah you know I think I think again the, the more that we can just get the message out and just let people know like hey if, if we can do it you can do it too that's, and that's basically yeah. it yeah yeah we're we're here to help we're here to support because again nobody Nobody needs to live a life of pain. You know, you don't need to suffer. There's, there's no reason that you can't have a joyous life day after day after day after day after day. That is so that's one thing. Yeah, that's one thing that, you know, you and I can help to bring people. And I, I think it's really important that we let people know that that is an absolute possibility. Yeah, it, it's a it's a definite. We just like you said, the X factor is we just don't know how long it takes. But but the cool thing is what we do, you and I both, is that each step there's wins. So um, yeah, I'm so excited to to know you and and um, thank you for doing this. And I'll I definitely want you on my thing too. Um, and um, yeah, if you want the framework, RalphHavens.com forward slash end anxiety. And um and. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you, Kate. Such a good Yeah, week. thank you, Ralph. This is the first of, of probably many. I hope so, yeah. I think we could have a real um, series of stuff and help people Absolutely. out. Absolutely. I think this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Great. Thanks, Kate. Okay, I'm going um, to click end here, and then I'm, I'm going to um, – I'll message you in just a second.